for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome you to Living Life. You know, as we're looking at this story in the book of Exodus, we're mindful that Israel indeed is a lesson book to the nations. Because God had chosen Israel and they were unique and we could see clearly about God, who he is and what he calls us to be and to do. And so as a lesson book, we see God and we see that he is our creator, right? And that he loves us and he's given us purpose. He didn't create us because he was lonely, but he wanted to share his joy with us and that we would be in fellowship with him. And we see that he also is a God who is with his people and that he provides for them. Another thing that Israel shows us, I mean, as a lesson book, we learn about ourselves and we can see that we're sinful and we turn our backs on God and we have difficulty believing and we can doubt, but we're called to trust and we're called to obey. And it would be nice if we would be ones, as we see in scripture, that would thank God for his past grace and trust him for future grace. And then we see also in Israel that we are to be a people who worship the Lord, that that is what we're to do. We're to gladly reflect back to him the radiance of his worth in our lives. And so we can worship him again for who he is and for what he does. Well, let's keep that in mind that Israel is a lesson book to the nations as we now hear the scriptures read for us. Exodus chapter 4, verses 18 through 23. Then Moses went back to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Let me return to my own people in Egypt to see if any of them are still alive. Jethro said, Go, and I wish you well. Now the Lord had said to Moses in Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all those who wanted to kill you are dead. So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey, and started back to Egypt. And he took the staff of God in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, When you return to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders I have given you the power to do. But I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then say to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord says, Israel is my firstborn son, and I told you, Let my son go, so he may worship me. But you refuse to let him go, so I will kill your firstborn son. Well, finally, Moses overcomes his fear. He overcomes his unbelief, and he sets out now to return back to Egypt and fulfill this calling that God has given to him. For Moses had heard the voice of God. 
you know, in our text today, we see that it says like Moses, he heard the voice, like God spoke to Moses, or the words are, the Lord said to Moses, right? So there's the voice of God, and that makes sense because God does speak, and we need to be ones who can learn to recognize the voice of God. It's like with sheep and a shepherd, right? That the sheep will be around the shepherd and they will learn to recognize his voice and then they will follow him and trust him. And so for us, as we think about the voice of God, that we know that he can speak to us with just a still small voice and we need to be in solitude at times and just to be still before the Lord and know that there can be impressions that are given and just simple movements by the Holy Spirit. The voice of God can be found in solitude, but it also can be found in the Word of God as we study it, right? The, the Word of God, the Bible itself, that is the voice of God. It's his word. And so we want to stay close to the Bible, study it, look at it, memorize it, meditate on it, listen to people speak on it. And then, of course, that'll help us to hear the voice of God. But there's other ways that we can hear the voice of God, like just through circumstances, just the everyday things of life present themselves in ways that God wants to share and speak to us. And so we want to be alert. We want to be watchful. Pay attention to what God is doing in our lives. And then, of course, we can learn to recognize the voice of God in prayer, right? As we wake up in the morning, we can begin by just saying, the Lord is here and we enter into prayer as we awake and then throughout the day and then when we put our head back on the pillow at night we can still be praying to the Lord and communicating with him because we want to be like the sheep around the shepherd because then we will learn to recognize his voice. One other thing that has helped me to recognize the voice of God is to seek godly counsel from others. And so I want to surround myself sometimes with people that I know love the Lord and they can help me to discern. Like, am I understanding this scripture passage correctly? Am I really hearing God's voice when I'm thinking about this or that? It's very important for us to know that God still speaks and we need to recognize his voice. Now, here in the text, there's more that we want to see, but that's very important because God spoke to Moses and it, it, that led him in his journey. But also we see in this text, like in verse uh, 22, where God says, Israel is my firstborn son. And I like that because it reminds us that 
the Israelites, they were elected. They were God's chosen people. And he was not ashamed of them. He loves them. And it reminds me of how the Bible says that we love God because he first loved us. And we are so thankful that we can see that God loves his people. But also in this text, we also see that God says, let my son go. Now that's to be said to Pharaoh. And so God would be the great deliverer and God would lead his people out of Egypt and then into the promised land. They're his chosen people. And just as God delivered them, he delivers us, his people now, not from Egypt, but from sin. He redeems us. He releases us and rescues us from the grim captivity of sin and guilt. And then one final thing in this text I want to point out, and that is after he says, let my son go, he then says, so he may worship me. You see, God gives us purpose. He wants us to worship him. And we do so by following him and delighting in him. And we want to adore him for who he is and what he does. And we'll respect his authority and follow his ways. And let's do that to God's glory and our joy. As we close our Living Life devotion today, we can see that Moses overcame his fear and he became a faithful witness and he boldly stood before the authorities there in Egypt. And as I think about that, I think about our Lord, how he is called a faithful witness in Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. And he stood before the Roman authorities there before he was crucified. And throughout his life, of course, he was a faithful witness. And I like the way that that verse in Revelation also describes him as the firstborn of the dead. Yes, Moses was called God's firstborn son. And of course, Jesus is the only begotten son. And here in that verse, it says that he's the firstborn of the dead. I mean, his resurrection was the beginning of resurrection for all of God's people, that there would be a resurrection of the body and life everlasting. And that verse also says that he is the ruler of the kings of the earth. Now, of course, Pharaoh would have thought that he, Pharaoh, was the ruler of the kings of the earth, but there's only one king of kings and Lord of lords, and that is Jesus. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we as your people can worship you and that, Father, we can trust you and that, Father, we want to stay close to you. Lord, we want to be ones that can be a faithful witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Father, we, we as your people are so thankful for your love for us. We love you in return. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen.
CGM Plus. 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 CG